Welcome to the Introverted Doctor Podcast, the podcast that uncovers myths, mistakes, and misconceptions that hold healthcare professionals back from living their best life at work, home, and play. I'm Dr. Lalit Chavla, and with each episode, I'll be focusing on different aspects such as communication techniques, mindset, routines, tools, and strategies with the goal to show how to eliminate anxiety, trip-ups, and unwelcome results that come from ineffective communications. In this quick win episode, I want to share with you a quick message and something I learned from a golf pro that applies to the world of medicine and beyond. I was recently in Hollywood, California. I wasn't there to play golf, but I was at a private weekend event where I was learning to become a better speaker from the famous Roger Love, the voice coach to the Hollywood stars and top singers. I was fortunate enough to have been sitting next to a golf pro at dinner time, and one thing we talked about is golf. I like golf, and I'm somewhat reasonable at it, but I certainly would never quit my day job to pursue it. Now, Matt, the golf pro, who I was sitting next to, was interested in the work I did as a physician. I, on the other hand, was really interested in the work that he did as a golf pro. And I started asking him about golf, and I said to him, It must be really hard or you must need a lot of practice whereby you really, you know, are when you're playing at par or lower than par golf. If you've never played golf, it means to have the least number of shots to get the ball, the golf ball in the hole or the least number of shots overall in the round of golf. I basically said to him, when you're playing scratch golf and playing at that level, You must really have to pay attention to your technique, right? And he seemed not to hear me, and he said, Let me ask you a question. What would be the top three things you would advise another doctor to do or you would do yourself to become personally better or to improve as a doctor? I thought about it for a second and said, uh, Well, the first thing I would do was to increase my awareness or or if I was telling another doctor to increase their awareness of how you physically show up when you are interacting with the patient. Are you paying attention to your own energy level? What are you focusing on? What is distracting you from becoming fully present? And are you fully present? Or, you know, am I checking my iPhone or Android and texting and emailing. So I guess I would say increasing my own personal awareness of how I show up or how the other doctor shows up in the doctor-patient interaction. I know personally, if I get into the text or unnecessary phone calls or tasks, that distracts me from being a good listener and and essentially becoming a better physician. Second, I would increase my attention to the way and how a patient is talking or behaving in front of me, watching their body language and noting their verbal communication, their pitch, pace, tone, rhythm, and what are they verbally saying to see if it is congruent with what is really happening in their world. And does their description of their presenting medical issues or personal issues line up with the way they're speaking to me? I'm looking to see if there's something more in the background than just the primary primary reason they came in. 
In other words, if it's more than just a simply a sore throat or something like an infection on the skin, such as a cellulitis. So I guess I would increase my attention to how the patient is presenting themselves in the situation. And then the third thing is I would focus on where they are in terms of creating a change that they are desiring. If it's beyond something simple, than just taking an antibiotic or a medication. In fact, as a doctor, you have to be mindful of their desire or wish to even take medication. Do they have a preconceived notion or concerns or hesitancy or belief about the medication or treatment options? Because like, I believe like statistically, 30% of patients never take the medication that a doctor prescribes. So I guess in terms of what I'm trying to say is, you know, like, let's say in terms of trying to create a life change, though, I, you know, say they want to stop smoking, exercising, being a better father, mother, spouse, worker. Uh, I'd want to make sure that whatever suggestion I give them, it is it that suggestion is something they can succeed at. In other words, watching their environment and motivations bringing, you know, the advice or prescription to their level of acceptance and their ability to carry it through. Asking questions like, you know, what kind of support do they have? What are their motivations to make that change or new behavior stick? So I guess those would be the three things I would focus on if I wanted to be a better doctor or if I had to advise another person or another doctor to become better. And he said, right. You didn't mention to become a better diagnostician or come up with the latest treatment plan or give them the latest and newest medication, right? All those same three things that you mentioned are the same three things that require a person to become a better golfer. It's not solely about technique. It's not about the swing as much as people think it is, but it's really what, what's between our two ears, you use the word you use the word mindful our brain and level of awareness determines how well we play better golf now don't get me wrong technique is important but not as much as people think it is to be an exceptional golfer what hurts the golf player more than anything else is not the bad seventh shot that he or she made on the third hole but all the thoughts that led you up to that shot. It's not the seventh bad shot you hit that wrecks your golf game. It's all the thoughts that led you to that seventh shot. So the first thing you said was increasing your awareness. Same thing applies in terms of how you're, you show up mentally when you step up to the ball and you're, the way you are to your surrounding. The second thing you mentioned was paying attention. Same thing applies to golf. The golfer has to pay attention to the environment and what the conditions are like and mentally checking in. Which way is the wind blowing? Is it humid? Is the ball in a higher, thicker grass, tougher grass? That, those things will change the way you swing the club and how you strike the ball. And the third thing you mentioned, creating or imp implementing the change so that the person can succeed, that applies to golf too. Sometimes you have to hit a safer, shorter shot so that your next shot can be more impactful. In other words, 
What supports do you have to make you succeed? What club do you have in your bag? What hazards or environmental obstacles are surrounding you so that you are able to send the ball where you need it to go? Just because you hit a ball 220 yards doesn't mean you ha- you should hit the- hit that every time. In those cases, you know, if there's a lake 220 yards away, you want to hit a shorter shot because you don't want to sink your ball in the middle of the lake. So I was like, wow, that totally makes sense, Matt. And uh, so those are really, you know, three great takeaways. So there you go. Those are the three takeaway lessons I learned from a golf pro. So in order to be better at whatever you do, whether it's to be a better clinician, golfer, tennis player, father, mother, friend, colleague, it's important to think smarter and pay attention to those three things. Our awareness and presence we bring to the conversation or situation or task. How attentive is the recipient to the situation? What background do they have and what is their mindset? And how adaptable can you be to the environmental influences that exist? You know, another takeaway I thought was pretty good was, you know, I should play more golf so that you actually become a better doctor. You know, I'm kind of kidding, but there is some truth to that at some level because the skill of improving your awareness and attention is a skill that's very attainable and reachable because it's a skill we can enhance by practicing. And what you practice in one area of your life is very transferable to other areas of your life too. Some of the greatest communicators are the greatest musicians, artists, athletes, because those are the skills that they ha- they've worked on already and before, and they just are transferred, transferring it into the communication realm. So the question I ask is, what is distracting you from being more aware in your important activities, whether it's at work, home, or your recreational activities? What is your level of attention you bring to the interaction with a patient, a colleague, your partner, or children? And are you paying attention to everything that's going on in their psychology and physiology? Are you able to connect with them at the level where they are at? You wouldn't teach grade 12 math to a child in grade 3. And the same applies when you're trying to create a change when you're working with somebody. You have to look at the level where they're at. And those are really the key points I wanted to share with you today. And I hope you enjoyed this quick podcast. It was very meaningful meaningful for me. And I hope it may have been a reminder about some key fundamentals for you too. Please email me at lalit at theintroverteddoctor.com. So that's L-A-L-I-T at theintroverteddoctor.com for your comments and what tricks and tips do you have to improve in those three areas I mentioned. Are there things that make you better focused, increase your attention? I'd love to hear from you. And thank you for listening so much. Let's together make a greater, more effective community and inspire people to live with greater harmony, joy, and magic in their lives. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please share with a friend or colleague 
and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Love to hear from you, and I hope you have a fantastic week and have an awesome, awesome day. Thank you.